Hey, I'm Sean, and I'm joined by one of my good friends in Gululego on a podcast we call Popping In. We dive deep into some of the hottest local and international TV shows. We bring you all the latest pop news and catch up on some of the most exciting and sometimes embarrassing things happening in our lives. Welcome. Welcome. Good, good to have you on this journey. journey. Depending on whenever it is you are listening to the podcast, my name is Ngululeko and you are listening to Popping In. We do this every single Wednesday. We bring you a brand new episode with myself and Sean. Sean, how are you doing, friend? I'm good, friend. How are you doing? I am awesome. What did you think of my vendor intro there in the beginning? It sounded it. very scripted, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I will have you know that I do not even have a script in front of me. That was all just from my general knowledge. Can you believe oh. it? Wow, that's that's really good. Well done. <laughs> no, thank you. Big shout out to my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? How has your week been? Uh, my week has been fine. I've had uh, a bit of anxiety uh, over the last two days, but I'm fine. I think every time when we have what we call content week, right? And I have to write content for like the social media platforms that I manage. I get really, really anxious because it takes me time to come up with one post to write for social media. So you can imagine it's 12 posts. So that's 12 hours for me already. And I need to hand it in like the next day or two after we've had the brainstorm. So it gets very hectic for me. But I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> anyway, I am very good as well. My week has been chilled. Um, I didn't do much this week. I actually just worked. And then yesterday I went to pick my friend up from the airport because yeah. um, I've got a visitor over for once in my life. Like I'm literally the friend who is always visiting people and sleeping mm -hmm. over. <laughs> yeah, so my friend Fisto's visiting from Durban. We have been chilling. Obviously, we had work. Um, so luckily because he can work from home and I can work from home. So we've been chilling and working from home. But now, um, this weekend, I've got a couple of other friends that are coming over and we are going to have like a little, I don't want to call it like a housewarming thing, but it's also kind of cool because it's the first time they all come and chill at my place all together. Um, so I'm the host with the most for once in my life. And I don't know. It gives me anxiety. I think actually just before the podcast, before we started recording now, I had to quickly, you know, go mop the floor and tidy up because yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. also does need to be clean. Um, yeah. But for me, it's it's very exciting also because I haven't done it before and it's going to be a lot of fun because it's people mm. obviously that I know and I hang out with all the time. Um, but it's exciting because it's something I'm doing for the first time. I think your real friends, even if you don't clean your house, friend, real friends don't care. <laughs> they are there it for really, you, not the house. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They were also like, you are just making a big fuss out of nothing. There is absolutely no need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but when was the last time you did something for the first time since we're on this topic? Mm -hmm. It was this year, I think on the 4th of September, so a day before my birthday, is on a Friday, uh, a friend of mine invited me to go ice skating. How difficult was it? It was terrible. <laughs> and I spoke about it on air on my show saying, you know what, it's all in the mind. If you think you're going to fall while ice skating, you are going to fall. Okay, so you need to like 
have so much confidence that you actually can do it and then you you just do it that's just how it works yeah. i felt but i i and l- literally i was hanging on for dear life you know those barricades they put around the ice yes, i was like yes. literally hanging around that <laughs> not too far because i your head is bad it was so bad and i think you know ice skating is like skipping you know if you don't yeah. know how to skip and if you if you don't know how to skip and you skip for the first time it's going to be bad and then if you skip a couple of times and you keep doing it and keep doing it, you get really better. So it's just one of those you get better at kind of things, you know? Yeah. But would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. It is so much fun. So much fun. I definitely do it. Imagine. I think yeah. I definitely want to try it out as well. Maybe like on a oh, date good. or something of that sort. Yeah, dates are tricky because you end up falling and then you come wet. No, you don't want that. I mean, you can get wet later on in the night, but not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Are we still talking about ice skating? Yes. Or okay. what is going on? I, I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> right so yeah that's really exciting i always feel like it's always fun to do something like for the first time and to just challenge yourself and see what's happening Mm -hmm. um so it's really exciting i think the one thing i really want to try though apart from the ice skating is also go on like a game drive alone and have like because i'm always struggling with like solo dates because i'm always like oh it's so awkward people are sitting there thinking why did he choose to come to the restaurant all on his own so i normally just you know go out um with friends but i've never done anything like on my own to be like okay now i'm going on at this game drive i'm gonna have lunch alone and blah blah so i think that's something i'm challenging myself to actually try in the next couple of weeks anyways (laughs) um right now though (laughs) it is time for us to get straight into another part of the show that we absolutely enjoy we do this almost every episode um where we actually tackle either a movie or a tv show that is doing great things right here in south africa and right now let's get straight into it it's called the tv bands i want to change the face of education but now i mean you change the face of journalism i am here looking for the principal's office Sorry, girl, you're in the wrong place. But I'm an English teacher. Maar this Afrikaans school. The spec said uh, you didn't need experience. Ik weet niet kom jij toegelaten in die school. Kom. Man, kom in your new South Africa. Forget it, man. You you always blaming everyone in your life for your mistakes. Oh, that's your fault, man. Don't even think about it. Charlotte, I've got no way. I'll speak up as ya, Mabang de Gorna Manza, Pumamo doing what I am in Kalangam. Why are your people so obsessed with competing with our people? Death penalty is crucial in South Africa today. Don't you people have enough? We have nothing. This week we are checking out Loving Togoza, starring the beautiful Entlembali uh, Mlojwa. And yeah, basically it's a Mandla N feature film, Entlembali Mlojwa. 
plays a young teacher, right, at an apartheid-ravaged school in Togoza, where she fights to set up like a debating society for the school. It's set in the year 1994. Friend, where were you in 1994? It depends what month, because that's literally the year <laughs> when I was born. <laughs> so if it was exactly. before April, I was still in my mom's mm. tummy somewhere. I think it's before April because um obviously in the story what happens it's it's basically tells a story about a few months before the general elections the first democratic general elections in south africa so it's pre-april the 27th right i don't know how did you feel about the movie in general let's just put it out there how did you feel about the movie friend Mm, how honest can i be are we being honest or honest honest (laughs) be very honest about it because the purpose of this is to get people to watch it. And some people rely on you to be as honest as possible for them to actually click on that show max button to watch. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, to be honest, I think I really struggled with this movie. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because it's generally not my cup of tea. Like I don't really enjoy movies that are set in the apartheid era or like apartheid mm-hmm. movies. I think because I feel like they've been overdone quite a lot. Okay. We've had a lot of apartheid movies in South Africa. And I think the only one that I really, really enjoyed was Sarafina. And <laughs> I think that's where I would have preferably wanted to leave it. Um, But mm. because these movies are still coming out though, there is like a a good side of it because naturally it is our history as South Africa and we can't exactly shy away of the fact that that was an era that we did have to live through. Um, oh, yes. And yeah, and I think also because I'm a big fan of Uentle Mbali, that is one of the reasons I actually sat and I watched the movie because I love her and I wanted to see what she does in this movie. Um, Also, Umduduzi, I think that's his real oh, name. Oh, yes. Suffocate. Or suffocate. Yes. <laughs> <Or> suffocate. <laughs> I'm a big suffocate. fan of him. So I think the fact that it was familiar faces and people yeah. that I know and I normally enjoy watching them in series and movies, that is what... Yeah like made me watch the movie but in general to be honest i don't think it's something i would have gone for if i was just scrolling through show max and trying to find a movie it wasn't bad at all to be honest but it just i think for me could have been better yeah it could have been better but maybe even if it was better because i don't generally enjoy those kind of movies i don't know if i would have enjoyed it Mm. per se but I think it it was a great story to tell. What did you think in terms of the storyline? It could have been better, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we know Mantla N to be creating such incredible productions. I mean, if you if we look at City Sesla, if we look at yes. Ses Topla, if we look at Abo Lockdown, you know, many black brain productions have been absolutely incredible. I don't know whether it was the budget for this movie or Mm. the time in which they shot it, because this movie was shot in nine days, friend, believe it or not, in just nine days. So I think the reason why you didn't find it as appealing to use, because maybe they had such a short time to record and they had to cram everything. Mm. I think they shot it and they ended the actual shooting of the movie just on the eve of March 27, which is when the announcement of... Cyril Ramaphosa's announcement of the national lockdown came into place, you know? Mm. So, yeah, and editing was done remotely as well. It's just, I don't know, there's just something missing about this movie that there's there's points where you think, okay, the setting is in 1994, and then half of the time it's not in 1994, then it's like, it's just, it's a weird transitioning 
thing yeah. going on. Yeah, and I think for me also just like overall the quality of it, um, mm. it didn't feel like I'm watching, you know, a big production that's, you know, a high budget film and whatnot. So I think because though they had great actors and they had um, people that we know in the film, that is what prompted a lot of people to watch yes. it and want to see what it's about. So that's a good thing. But I think if it was people that we don't know and they had stuck to that storyline and the same production and everything happened the way it did. I don't know if it would have gotten like, you know, the love that it did um, if it wasn't for the stars in the film. Talking about the film and the stars, uh, Mbali Mlodra plays Charlotte, teacher Charlotte, very cute little yes. uh, teacher. Uh, Mosco is played by Mduduzi Mawaso. Uh, Hamilton Lamini is Malume, Charlotte's uncle. Those are basically the three um main actors in the movie and how the storyline just revolves around them right but obviously charlotte yeah. being charlotte and um and moscow being the two main characters that the story really just you know delves into i think for me it is interesting to seem to do zimabaso speaking kosa right we've yes. never on south african never. tv seen him speak kosa <laughs> so for me that was actually quite interesting because we know him as suffocates on rhythm city and he speaks mm. he's a deep down zulu man you know what i mean from yes. kzn being a kosa person yourself did you think that he did justice to the to the accent i think he did um to be honest um i don't want to be biased just because i am kosa and i know because i mean even when i go to eastern cape my cousins they would tell me oh child your yes, but is the not thing that is, great yes i understand that but the thing is with acting you have to make it believable right i you mean do. we've we've also complained about abo jennifer had seen playing south african roles for example yes, and they couldn't yes. get the accent right so uh, accent mm. is a huge thing because it plays a role in making the the actor believable and the storyline believable so that's why i'm yeah. asking this question because it's pertinent that you ask such questions you know what i mean mm. yeah no i think the accent was okay, to be honest. I, I I won't say it wasn't convincing. I think for me, I just struggled because I know him as Usafo Kate and I'm used to him playing the Sulu role. So I was taken aback a bit about, oh, okay, so we're doing Kosa here. Um, mm. But I really enjoyed it. I think it was, it, he did justice to it. He spoke Kosa quite well. Yes, the accent was not going to be 100%. I don't think anyone's accent is ever 100%, to be honest. True. So I think um, he was playing, you know, a Kosa man that is in Johannesburg. Obviously, when you're in Joburg, even Esam is Kosa is not, you know, as perfect as people that are in the Eastern Cape and grow up around Kosa people. So I mm -hmm. think um, his character was quite believable. The fact that, yes, he knows the language, but he's not going to now, you know, speak it as perfectly as, you know, the people that we know from Plant Sky or from the Eastern Cape mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah, I think he did pretty well. It was really refreshing seeing him play a different role from what he would normally play, um, especially because the biggest role he's ever played is suffocate so we'll always know him yes. as a suffocate so i think for him that's the challenge i'm trying to get people to see him outside of that character and mm -hmm. um, see him play different roles so it's going to take a while for people to adjust but i think um in this particular movie and the role that he played i think he did justice to it so mbali also went on to read on about powerful women 
uh, from that specific era in 1994, you know, such as Winnie Matikizela Mandela, Adelaide Tambo, uh, Charlotte yeah. McLeary, etc., so that she can actually place herself in 1994 and reimagine what that flood of uncertainty and hopefulness, you know, uh, must have been like. And I think it comes across very beautifully in the film because you can tell how invested and how well-researched about the role and, you know, how hopeful people were. She encapsulates that very well. Uh, yes. in, in the movie, you know, and I feel that that comes across very well. I don't think having her not done the research, she would have pulled it off as well as she did. So over yeah. and above the fact that the movie didn't hit the points that we wanted to hit, her mm. acting was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I also mentioned that um, the stars did it justice. They did justice mm. to their roles in the movie. So, I mean, they can't have done anything other than give their best performance, which I feel like they did. So um, they did the best they could. She researched her role. You could see I believed her character. I believed Umduduz's character. Even um, the uncle, I felt like those were three very strong roles <laughs> that mm-hmm. they played. And I think they really did justice to it. So big ups to them on, mm-hmm. you know, always bringing their A game, regardless of the production or regardless of what the movie is. When they come out, we know that she's not going to disappoint to Entlin Bali. So it's either, like, it's always, it's up to you whether or not you're going to enjoy the movie, but we know that her acting and Umtutuzi's acting and everyone else is one thing we cannot fault them on. They will deliver, which they did. Yeah. Also, another thing to mention around Bali is the fact that Manja N says he didn't write the character with her in mind. You know, but that oh. all changed after one phone conversation. That's because her story with Black Coffee had also just broken, right? So she had just gone through something really, really heavy. Um, it was mm. a dark time in her life. And just having a conversation with her, uh, Mandela N says that, you know, that's where he saw she was, where she was mentally. And it had similarities with the character that, you know, was being created. Because you can tell in the movie that she's, she's a wreck in the movie emotionally. Yes. Because she can't even find... She can't find a job. She's struggling to get into mm. an Afrikaans Model C school, etc. So that emotion comes across very, very well, you know. Yes. Um, you could tell that she was going through, you know, you can see her vulnerability and you see her struggles and a part of her bleeds out through the character, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think they did justice to the role. The movie might not have hit the spots we wanted it to, but um, we can't fault the performance on the movie. And I feel like it was great. And to be honest, there are people who enjoy um, movies that are set in the Mm. apartheid era. So just because I particularly don't doesn't mean now the person listening to the podcast shouldn't go listen. If that's your vibe and that's the kind of movies you really enjoy and you really want a deep story and something from the past that tells our history well, then I think this is definitely the movie for you to go and check out. Oh, yes. So how many popcorns would you give it, Mr. I didn't like this movie? (laughs) (laughs) I was (laughs) I was hoping we're not going to have to do the rating because I don't want to, you know, give a bad rating. Popcorns out of what? Ten. Let's do it out of five. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So out of five, I think I will give it three and a half popcorns. Okay, that's that's not too bad. I think the reason I'm giving it a three and a half is because... 
my opinion of the movie is obviously based on what I generally enjoy when it comes to movies and stuff. So I might not have enjoyed it particularly because of it's not something I'd normally watch. But I think in terms of production and in terms of, you know, the actors in the film as well and the people who are in it, they definitely did justice to it. And clearly a lot of people love it as well because I've seen the hashtag trending quite a lot. So, yeah, that's why I'm giving it 3.5 popcorns. Okay. Hmm. All right. I would, I would give it a 4 out of 5, without a doubt. Oh. You know why? That's because mm-hmm. what culminates and what happens in the story, I relate to it very well. I, when I went to primary school, friend, black mm. teachers in my primary school, it's not like it was a, a known thing for them not to apply. Like all my years, seven years that I spent at primary school, I've never been taught by a black teacher. And mm. this came from the fact that my school never hired black teachers because it was an yeah. Afrikaans model school, you know? Yes. Um, and I related to that storyline and I saw how teachers were treating like black kids you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, for me, I related, you know, to that part of the storyline. So that's why I'm giving it a four out of five because it's something that I've experienced personally. Yeah. Awesome. So that is the movie. It is called Loving Tokoza. It is available on Showmax. If you haven't seen it, you can go and check it out. It's available for you to stream on Showmax. Oh, yes. Right now, let's get into another cool part of the podcast. It is your pop news. And this is how we started off. The Spice Girls are reportedly planning to reshoot the video for their debut single, Wanna Be. This is to mark their 25th anniversary. But it'll be without Posh Spice. Oh yes, an insider admitted it would be extremely unlikely that Victoria Beckham will be joining the rest of the group to celebrate their anniversary. This is after she pulled out of the group's reunion tour last year. So much drama. And in your dose of local news, Mzansi's much-loved celebrity Somizim Mudawung is adamant that he did not steal the cooking TV show idea. Speaking on Instagram Live recently, this is what he had to say. The name Dina Etsomizis, I was one of the people that suggested it, it must have my name in it. However, anyone can come and say, this is my idea. There's, this show, even my show, it's not an original concept. It's not a, Sipura's show is the same as my show. The only difference that she introduced anyone. The video came after screenshots shared by radio host Yusibus Makaiser showed how Hastings Mwing originally came up with the idea and pitched it to Somizi and partner. He was then shocked that the idea was executed without him. Let's just hope the two and the production involved will find common ground. And in other news, we spoke about her recently and she's back yet again doing amazing things in the industry. Talking about Elaine. Now she is celebrating as her music video for You're the One has hit 3 million views on YouTube. 
Within a period of one year, R&B singer Elaine has risen to become one of Msanti's favorite singers. Apart from this, she has had many other achievements which seem too huge for an artist who just came into the music industry. Last year, Elaine released her album Elements and recently she just announced that she has joined the international record label Columbia Records which is known to house some famous singers such as Adele, John Legend and Beyonce just to name a few. Elaine recently took to social media to express her gratitude to fans for helping her bag the huge 3 million views for her hit single You're the One. And finally, Cardi B opened up during an Instagram live about her divorce from Offset and the real reason she decided to officially end things after nearly three years of being together. The WAP rapper didn't hold back or leave anything off the table as usual when she candidly discussed her divorce from Offset during an Instagram live video on Friday, September 18th. After listening to it though, the real reason Cardi B decided to end her relationship is I just got tired of arguing. That's literally how she put it. She said, I got tired of not seeing eye to eye. Offset and Cardi B are proud parents of their daughter, Culture Kiyari, who recently turned two years old. Really sad that this relationship has ended. But get, I guess, song is Yakoa. Thank you for popping in with us on Wait For It. Popping in. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on the social media streets as well on Instagram and Twitter. It's at popping in underscore podcast. Remember to catch our next episode next week, Wednesday, on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, say bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>